Only five minutes left until the cannoli countdown is complete. Welcome to the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. Together we are the, the Godfather, Godfather Minute brothers. brothers. How are you doing this week, Andy? I'm doing great. I'm doing better than Don Corleone. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Now, I just took a guess at it. Did I get accurately how many more minutes it is until he says, take the gun, leave the cannoli? I can't even remember what you said. I think I said five minutes. Five, five minutes left. Five. <laughs> oh, no? <laughs> you get two more guesses. Well, what minute is this? This is minute 48. 48. Mm-hmm. You want to learn how to say it in Italian? Sure, why not? E minuto. E minuto. Numero. This one's a little tricky. Uh-oh. It's a, it's a diphthong, so you're combining vowel sounds. Okay. Instead of 48, it's like 48. Here we go. You ready? Quarantotu. 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 You got it. Sounds like... Minuto, numero, quarantotu. Oh, my God. Quarantotu. Quarantotu. Yeah, you got it. Minuto numero quarantuto. Quarantotu. Quarantotu. You got it. All right. That um, sounds like your new bounty hunter name, dude. (laughs) It totally is. I present present you to Quarantu from the the, the outer rim planet of Jacomo. Wow, I love, nice I love outer rim. I love how he's got this exotic name and exotic planet from the outer mm. rim, but he's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, well, he's all like, a, you know. Wait, is he in the, the Empire uh, Witness Relocation Program? <laughs> yeah, totally. The uh, Twin Sunny. Get it? Because it's Twin Suns. Ah, sunny. Nice. But anyway. Yeah, so I'm in mean, 48 then. Uh-huh. And so there are... 12 minutes left. 12, oh, 11, 11 minutes left. 11 minutes mm-hmm. left. This start, one goes to 11. 11. Start right. counting your polys down. <laughs> Count your polys. It's just Get one. your polys, girl. <laughs> Come on, get your polys. There's only 11 <laughs> minutes left. Oh, wait, Polly? Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, by the way, I love listening back when I'm editing our mm-hmm. podcast episodes. I have to do, I have to just give you a, a, a shout out or a call out. Uh, call up, a call up, a call up. Really? Yeah. Like well, I'm same... not calling you out because that's a bad thing, right? You're calling me up, like Michael calling up. Well, you're sitting right in front of me. I'm not calling you up. <laughs> okay. So what is your? Uh... Uh, you said, uh, Polly. I don't think you're going to see him no more. <laughs> Changing the <laughs> intonation. It's a, good, it's a simple twist. I like yeah. that. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I was, I was just distracted by the uh, change of the. Uh, that's all right. Sound. I do want our listeners to let us know if we're overdoing the sound effects because we've been doing a lot of those cr- crowd cheers and screams lately. <laughs> I don't know. I think our marketing research says people think it's funnier if there's a, if there's a <laughs> Oh, wait, I mean, sorry. I mean, our live audience is getting very excited about right, everybody? this. Right, everybody? Woo! Yeah, these no, guys are No pre-canned sound yeah. effects here. So if you want to come see us live, unfortunately, it's booked up for the next, how many, how many minutes well, left? until about middle of Godfather 3. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So maybe you'll get some primo zaza. Yeah, actually, that was the minute that was booked up first because you can go online and book what minute you want to. Mm, That would be really cool. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Zaza's death was one of the first to go. There's a a, uh, waiting waiting list for that one. Yeah. Well, that's still many, many years away. So Mm -hmm. we'll uh, let's get on to minute quarantu totu minuto numero. (laughs) Nice. I have to say the part I have a hard time remembering first, because if I say mm-hmm. the minute, they'll know what I so. Uh, that works. I understood you. Anyway, we're talking about minute 48 of The Godfather. 48. Um, it starts, uh, basically, it starts off with Michael looking at the newspaper, and he's, he doesn't, he'll say if he's dead or alive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Michael goes to the phone booth to call Sonny, and the minute ends with Sonny consoling his very upset wife mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. The, the death, the, not the death, the the, that Vito Corleone was feared slain. Yeah. Feared dead? Well, we've talked about it. Was he, it was an attempted assassination, murder, mm, or slaying? You slaying gangland. <laughs> was it gangland slaying? Or <laughs> also, while we're talking about that, the newspaper, one thing I did not mention last week that I should have uh, is those shots of the uh, newspaper mm-hmm. that had... Hmm. It's a anyway. mirror, I think. Yeah, according to the uh, the annotated Godfather, the complete screenplay, the mm-hmm. shots of the close-ups of those newspapers were shot by our old friend George Lucas. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I know he did the he did the montage. Maybe he just did all the newspaper shots because I know he's supposed to have done the you know when they show the montage mm-hmm. of all the mm-hmm. when they go to the mattresses. That's supposed to be George Lucas. So when you say he did the shots, do you mean he designed the, the newspapers or he just? I think he just like, sort of was in charge of filming. I'm sure they oh, had okay. to say, oh, here's the newspaper. And then, you know, he just okay. took pictures of it. So Neat. Anyway, a little Star Wars. Uh, yeah, very cool. There. Yeah, so it starts off with Mike, Mikey uh, grabbing the newspaper mm-hmm. and like crumpling it up. And then like walking away with it and just throwing it in the street. And then he goes to the phone booth, right? right. Yeah. But like, does the guy at the newsstand know, oh my God, that's Michael Corleone. So he doesn't say anything when Michael walks off with a newspaper and just throws it on the ground. Oh, did he not pay for it? I don't even remember seeing anything like that. I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, I can yeah. understand him being in shock. Yeah. You know, being like, oh my gosh, what's, what's, what's happening? Yeah. But he wouldn't think to pay for it. Maybe Kay paid for it with, well, while he was looking at it. Yeah, maybe. Or something like Afterward. that. Afterward. Yeah. Or he's just like, hey, I'm not going to trouble Michael Corleone about this. Do you think the newspaper guy knows it's Michael Corleone? Are they that famous? Maybe, maybe this is one of his like uh, side businesses, and like there's a picture on the side that says, if any of these people, you know, it's the opposite of like don't take checks from these people. It's like if any of these people want anything free, Uh you can give it to them, and it's like, you know, all the uh, it's that hierarchy of showing the whole hierarchy of the Corleone. uh, power pyramid that's right and as Hagen said or as michael says later in the movie they do have people on the newspaper payroll <laughs> yeah that's so true. He, or I, maybe michael has a special license like luca brazzi does where <laughs> like he should never be questioned yeah if, he, uh, if he's picked up for petty or for petty larson what is the, it uh, in, uh, no petty in reno and reno petty, for uh, uh, petty theft is that that's what it was, was yeah you don't see your children. Your youngest was picked up for petty theft. Youngest, you don't even know about it. You fly Victor. around the world with, with Merle. <laughs> so, no, he doesn't get, know his It's name. getting a little into a Fredo yeah. You don't fly around <laughs> the world. You don't fly around the world with Merle like that. that. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, I wonder if this is a, a bit of symbolism. The fact uh-huh. that they show Michael crushing the newspaper and throwing it on the ground. That's representative of the Corleone's family's like power over the media that oh. like this, this newspaper, which everyone thinks they can trust is, is in the, the crumbly grip of the uh, Corleone family. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, I bet the papers would love a story like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, I have a little bit of background information about this about a previous shooting that's in the book that's not in the movie. Uh, oh, so I the book is my, different than the movie? It's a little bit different. Okay. I'm not going to read from the book, hmm. but the book is different from the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. How so? So in the book... Puzo wrote that that Don Corleone had actually been shot previously in 1935. Wow! Yes, so, so every ten years, every ten years, you gotta get the bad <laughs> yeah. blood out. Get the bad blood out of Don yeah. Corleone. <laughs> yeah, apparently he was shot by Fredo when he was teaching him how to use a gun. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he was shot when he was leading an effort to get rid of all the small time con men in and criminals in the city. Uh, and he couldn't do anything about the five or six larger families because they were too powerful. But mm. apparently he was trying to get rid of all these small so, uh, small potatoes, as Hyman Roth would later say. <laughs> and uh, I guess to c- consolidate power or, or protect his turf. But he was shot. He doesn't go, Caputo doesn't go into details right. about that. Uh, it's first of all, it's funny that of course he frames it in such a way as in like, not like, oh, he was ruthlessly getting rid of the competition. It's like he was cleaning up the streets of yeah. men. <laughs> You know, that's a good yeah. thing. That's a benevolent thing to be that's doing. That's true. That's all about the marketing. <laughs> Don yeah, Corleone knew that. Spin. Yeah, he all... knew he knew that back then. He was smart enough. He he had to have the people on his side. I wonder if you know. There's been a lot of speculation that um, about doing an, another Godfather movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which you and I should write. We totally should. Would write. Would you be able to? Um, I'll ask. Go, sorry. Go ahead. Keep. You going. asked. You want me to answer? <laughs> no, I'll ask in a minute. So anyway, I, I've heard people say that that it would maybe follow a similar structure to Godfather two, where it would contrast, um, Vincent mm. Sonny's bastard mm-hmm. rising up as it also showed Don Corleone in between, like in between mm-hmm. Godfather, the, in between the flashbacks of Godfather two and the beginning of Godfather yeah. one. Although him getting shot again would seem kind of like repetitive. Like if he was once again shot, and then his, you know, like, yeah, I know then Janko has to go and move his hospital bed in the hospital. You find it's the same movie. But because it happened earlier, everyone accepts that and starts criticizing GF1 as a ripoff. Yeah, and, oh, true. you totally yeah. stole all those ideas. <laughs> so if Paramount approached you, Alex, and said, hey, we want you and your brother. No, first they approached you and said, would you write the script for Godfather 4? But it's a serious movie, of course. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? I feel like I would have to. And you have to do it alone. I feel like I would have to at least try. You would do it alone without me? Well, you said I had to do it alone. Well, you could say no. Well, you could also help me write it like secretly and I just get the credit for it. I thought there was something in it for me. (laughs) No, I wouldn't hold it against you. So you think you could do it? I don't think I, I don't necessarily think I could do it, but I would certainly give it a try. You'd give it a shot. I mean, and plus I assume any, any, like anytime you write a script, like it's going to get revised and, and so I don't know what they say is, is, 
we trust you complete control of the script. Well, then I would definitely do it because I, I would totally make it a, a zany screwball oh, comedy. <laughs> First of all, I would have it set in outer space like a long time ago. Oh, man. The space father. That would be an interesting challenge. Uh, yeah, and I guess I would probably look into real life um, mafia things that happened and oh, base really? it on that. Yeah, to make it more realistic, or, or just sort of just yeah, to get some of, ideas of what kind of yeah. things you know. Because I don't want to just watch a bunch of mafia movies and yeah. then just recycle those ideas. Yeah. I want to recycle real ideas that actually happen. <laughs> it is. I think the story of a of a rat or a narc is always a good one. Oh yeah. Uh, we talked about Donnie Brasco last time. It's a good story. Yeah. I think I would maybe do something. I think I would want it to end with Vincent in jail. Vincent in prison. Mm. Mm-hmm. Later on. Because we've never seen that. We've never seen any of the mafia people get their just desserts and wind up. I, mean, yeah. I guess you could say Michael got his just desserts because he got yeah. to live to be an old man living in luxury. Yeah. Which I guess <laughs> was a punishment of some kind. Yeah. But, um, never went to jail. Yeah. He never, he never went to jail time. As far as we know, we have an affidavit here. <laughs> oh, the oh, the the feds made up a bunch of things. I said sure. Yeah, Michael Corleone. I got did my own family. I got my own family, Senator. <laughs> you got to work on our Frankie Five. Yeah, Rachel. no, I'm terrible. Um, so I was going to talk about the phone booth. Yeah, let's talk about it. Unless you had anything else about the newspaper. No, uh, the only other part of the book I wanted to mention was that God, the Godfather owns. Uh, eight houses all next to each other in that compound area. I don't know, Long, Long Island? On Long Island, yeah, yeah, Long Beach. That's why, and I, I wanted to bring that up now because it sounds like they're all gathering and hunkering down for this yeah. upcoming war. Yeah. Well, that's, so it's walking, they can all walk to each other's yeah, house? Yeah, all eight houses next to I each other. I guess that makes sense coming from an old world, you know, Sicilian thing where you mm-hmm. want to keep everyone, especially since the family so important. Keep the family close. So I wonder if Michael, if Michael and Kay's plan had succeeded, would they have lived in the compound or would that have mm. been? Maybe that's what they meant when they said that Michael would have had to break off ties with his family, meaning like he would like if he got married to Kay, they wouldn't live there. And that oh, would have been yeah. seen as like a uh, as yeah. like a, uh, you know, a breaking off. Yeah. Point. Yeah. So do you think if he had I always got the impression that part of the reason Don Corleone wanted um, Michael to become a Senator Corleone, a Governor Corleone, mm-hmm. a, a head librarian Corleone, any of that stuff. If part Inspector, of- <laughs> Inspector General Corleone, Surgeon <laughs> General. District Attorney to the... <laughs> Notary, <laughs> Notary Public Corleone. Got to start somewhere, Mikey. Secretary of the Interior, Michael Corleone. <laughs> so, do you think I always head got of the- Bureau of Labor, Bureau of Labor and Statistics, Corleone? <laughs> that the most Secretary of Weights and Measures, Corleone. <laughs> really get into the power. Yeah. Um, do you think part of the reason he wanted it was so that Michael would help the family? What do you mean by that? Like, if let's just say he became Governor Corleone. Mm, mm-hmm. Could then Governor Corleone oh, say, listen, you know, don't uh, don't investigate this crime too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. I've always thought that was part of it. You could, you, as governor, you would you, expect it. Yeah. As governor, you could you could pardon Paulie for <laughs> oh, calling no. him sick too many times. <laughs> I'd be funny if the Don wanted to pardon Paulie. Yeah. That doesn't all that. make sense. He probably doesn't even know. I mean, the Don thought him. he thought Paulie was a good kid. Yeah. Turned out he was the stupid jerk. 
He's sniff. He's very sniffly though. That's very, a, uh, very weak. Very weak. It's immune weak system. immune system. His immune system is very weak. Maybe we have to. Maybe that could be our I bonus. I want you to eat some. <laughs> Feel some chicken soup. Chicken soup. Uh, stay here for thirty days and rest with me. Your immune system will rebound. We'll get you that big picture with Walt. Oh no! Don't call you on. That's Johnny. Wants stuff. I know. We'll put you Forget in the movies. About <laughs> Forget about it. Woo! <laughs> so Polly winds up in the movies all terrible. He's like obviously reading off cue cards. And- <laughs> Don Corleone after the shooting starts to lose his mind and he just starts getting everyone parts Mixed in the picture. <laughs> Waltz. Waltz he is has, like another uh, another part in the picture. He has Bonasir's daughter beat up. <laughs> <laughs> he starts confusing all the requests. Yeah. Why did you have his daughter beat up? Uh, something about coffee. I don't remember the details. <laughs> yeah. She didn't have enough coffee or too much coffee. <laughs> yeah. He gets um he gets uh Enzo the 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 baker's oh Enzo the baker yeah that's the the kid the Italian kid right yeah yeah I can't yeah. remember his, his father's Nazarene Nazarene that's <laughs> his right. father-in-law future father-in-law <laughs> he gets like Enzo uh, expatriated back to Italy <laughs> and gets him a, a role in the military totally backwards oh man. <laughs> He has uh, he kills uh, Senator Geary and has the prostitute set up to take the fall oh. for it. <laughs> he puts Michael in charge of some Mickey Mouse nightclub. Oh no! Oh, makes Fredo out of the family. Oh. All right, so like, I knew it, Pop. I knew there was something in it for me. <laughs> I knew you knew I was smart. No, what does he do to Mo Green? Uh, he puts up a statue. <laughs> he builds a statue in Tahoe of Logo Mo Green. And after the credits, it would be a clip of Hyman Roth in his uh, living room watching football and yeah. reading the newspaper and seeing the picture of the statue. And he goes, finally! <laughs> and just cuts. <laughs> and then he goes to pour himself a drink out of a whiskey and all the molasses comes out. Oh! <laughs> Call a yonk! <laughs> We have to have a, some line where in your movie when you write Godfather Four mm-hmm. and you, anything goes where For also it'd be called the God Forther. Oh, <laughs> nice! God. Anytime Hyman Roth says a particular line, yeah, uh, molasses comes pouring down from the from above onto his head. Like you can't do that on television <laughs> with no explanation for yeah. it whatsoever. Yeah, I guess we'd have to have a young Hyman Roth in it. Yeah, maybe every time he does that cough, that <clears throat> yeah. That Hyman Roth cough. <laughs> or every time he mentions being ill or something. <laughs> so? I, I don't trust the doctor who doesn't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're suffering from a stroke, what you want to do is have to clean sticky molasses off of your sticky molasses. <laughs> The thing about us doing the cheering, I'm sure, like, by the time this air, everyone's going to be like, dude, those, those cheers are getting way out of hand. And by then, we'll really have banked, like, ten episodes full of cheering. Stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. There'll be a little lag time. And us <laughs> you to go back out. and run to special editions where you take, take them out. Well, if you you may have noticed, with, when I put the, the book is different from the movie, I'm just I'm making much shorter clips. Sometimes oh. even just the ride symbol. And then fade it out. It's enough to evoke it. Yeah, evoke it. Yeah. And and it rewards the the longtime listeners because they know what that ride symbol means before Long any time. of the lyrics come. Yeah, come in. that's true. Um, so Mike goes to the Mikey goes to the phone booth, mm-hmm. and uh, both the phone booth and the newsstand were both built specifically for the uh, mm. the setting, the set. Cool. So um, 
but phone oh, booths. Yeah, phone booths. You don't see. Oh, you won't see them no more. <laughs> yeah, in this in this scene, we have him looking at a newspaper uh, and uh, going to a phone booth. Yeah. Uh, what other what other outdated things could he use to? Uh, mm. He's like, I want to send a telegram to my father in the <laughs> hospital. Well, this is the forties, so yeah. Well, you do see the phones when. In Sonny's house, too. It's a very old-looking phone. Yeah. The other day, I was just thinking how eventually landlines are going to seem the way... People are going to look at landlines the way we look at those old-fashioned phones where you have to hold the earpiece oh, up in yeah. one hand and the yeah. hold the microphone in the other hand. Like, it's going to seem like an old-fashioned Yeah, know, that's I guess funny. It probably already is just to, yeah. uh, to the kids. Um, but the first phone booth mm-hmm. was uh, in, in Berlin... January third, January twelfth, excuse me, eighteen eighty one. Holy was the first phone booth. And it makes sense. Well, a public be, phone booth, first public phone booth. Wow, and there were enough people with numbers and phones that it was worth putting up a public phone booth. You know, that's a great question. But back then, it wasn't coins. You had to buy tickets, and you put a ticket at the phone, and it would. No way. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, wow. Coins. So I'm not sure how many people uh, like. Yeah, you know, would you call the one other guy with a phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was I'm sitting around calling me <laughs> just for the novelty of it. <laughs> well, I think I think you went into a booth and you. You put the ticket in and then you said your message and it actually was kind of like a confessional. It just mm-hmm. went to another half of the booth where there was a guy and then that guy would run across the street or down the street to the person you wanted to, quote, wow. call, end quote, and he would deliver the message. That is that the first phone booth? Yeah, would he do it in the voice of the person? Would yeah. you have to like, oh, wow, that was... You know, they don't have that service anymore. Yeah. It's well, and what, you're, and what you're paying for is then that you would wait and then the person would come back with possibly a reply. He says, oh yeah, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he would say, oh, I'm doing fine. And then he would run and say. And the funny thing is this phone booth and the receiving phone booth were only like 50 feet apart from each other. Well, it was early technology. They couldn't be that far yeah, apart. There was, like, there was like two, was like two <laughs> cups and a string, two <laughs> cans and a string. <laughs> Please hold. Uh, in England, they are known as telephone boxes. Mm, okay. is, that, is that better or worse? Which, which is <laughs> phone booth sounds, so, we're so used to it. Telephone uh, box. Oh, gosh, I don't know. The only thing I would say is that I wouldn't be sure if it was a a box that you went in to talk on the telephone or that you bought a phone and here's the box that the telephone comes. Oh, yeah. In. Be conf- booth it is would. more it conveys yeah. what it is. Yeah, because a person is always in a booth, whereas people are booth. rarely in a box. Yes. Right? Yeah. Unless they've gotten themselves into a situation, they just don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Or, or they're deceased. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus error prefer, prefers phone box. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, 1889 is when they came to America. Um, hmm. The 70s is when they started switching away from booths into those kind that are like a um, like on a pole that has just like a uh, like a little kiosk style. Oh, OK. Where it's not there's no you're not protected from the elements. Yeah, and I yeah. always thought that was just a cheap thing. And because homeless people were taking dumps in the yeah. phone booths. But apparently it was for uh, people with disabilities. Because oh, people like in wheelchairs and so on couldn't use phone booths because they were, it was, you know, so that way they could slide in, use the telephone, you know, yeah. under the thing. So, yeah. Um, well, interesting. My last, speaking of, of homeless people and telephone booths, my last recollection <laughs> of a phone booth was maybe about two years ago. I was in the city visiting family new york city new york city and we were walking near your old house near your old house on second <laughs> avenue yeah and uh 
we were walking up the street and there was a <laughs> so I so strange a homeless guy defecating in a phone booth, but it was the half phone booth. The kiosk. Kind. The kiosk. Yeah. So you could totally see his lower half, but yeah. his upper half was somewhat protected by the kiosk. Right. Yeah, but you could so, tell there was no hiding the fact that he was taking a dump in the phone correct, kiosk. Correct, but I realized, yeah. at first I thought, oh, it's so dumb because everyone can see the defecation, but yeah. then I thought later, oh, it's kind of smart because his identity is protected. So if you had to do that, Alex, would you prefer people to... To see your bottom half or the upper half? Huh. Because if they see the upper half, they may not know you're defecating. You could pretend you're on the phone. I think I would want to be <laughs> I think I would want to be facing out. Facing out. Yeah. I think I would want to be uh well, this is of course speaking as a non-homeless person who has only rarely defecated in a phone booth. I think I would still be <laughs> I would have enough pride where I would want and also I would be I wouldn't want to be in such a vulnerable position vulnerable vulnerable only a vulnerable position uh mm-hmm. with my eyes not facing outward so you'd want to be facing outward i want to be facing outward so i could look around and see like is okay. anyone coming up to rob me or you know a cop coming or something well no like you're that. not homeless you are you alex robinson with okay all well the same rules is still then okay. you can probably even more so because then i'd be even more like oh my god this is so embarrassing and i'd almost be convinced like i would kind of like act like i was tying my shoe or you know like i would crouch over and act like i was doing something <laughs> so it wasn't immediately obvious that i was so but you would want taking the- a very luca brazzi issue <laughs> 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 so you <laughs> Yes. Uh, so you would want your bottom half. When I say protected, I mean covered, sort of concealed. Uh, oh, you mean like uh, you mean like in a box or something? Yeah, I guess you have some degree of an, an anonymity with even the kiosk because you've got the upper half structure of the kiosk, but the bottom is just a pole. There's no hiding. Right. So if you had the choice of people seeing you defecating but not seeing that it's you alex robinson or vice versa where they see it's you but they can't see you're defecating unless they got really close <laughs> well then they then they deserve whatever they get if they get really close <laughs> sorry this is a ridiculous question <laughs> um, the moral of the story is we're glad there are no, no more phone boxes telephone yes by the way you keep referring to some fuzzy pumper nutter toy with uh, the fuzzy pumper barbershop yeah what is that? you don't remember that <laughs> i keep listening back to that and i don't i kind of have a vague rem- a memory of it what uh, is the fuzzy pumper barbershop fuzzy say it again fuzzy pumper fuzzy pumper barbershop, barbershop. yeah what is that uh, <laughs> the well uh, do you remember play-doh yes he was uh, Aristotle's mentor, right? Yes, and he loved taking dumps in phone booths. What? <laughs> no, he would. Plato uh, had, um, there were two different novelty things you could do with it. One of them was, it was basically like a, um, okay, I'll just go with the Fuzzy Pumper Barbershop was like a barbershop playset. Mm-hmm. And what you would do is um, there'd be like the barber chair and you'd put some Plato on it. Okay. And then you had a, there was like a shell you put over it that was painted to look like a human face. Okay. So you would cover up the, so the Play-Doh is inside that Mm -hmm. shell with a human Mm -hmm. face pointed on it. Now on top of the shell, there's a bunch of holes. Okay. 
And what you would do is you would push the shell down and it would force the Play-Doh up oh, through like the, the holes and it would make it look like it would be like spaghetti growing out of the person's Oh, so the hair is like growing. Yeah, so then you would theoretically take scissors and go, oh, I'm cutting this oh, Play-Doh guy's it. hair and oh, so okay. on. So, so it's basically supposed to be conjuring the image of poop coming out of the, out of the top of these. Uh, well, it's not supposed to be conjuring that's supposed to conjure hair growing and then you cut it right well i mean that's the, that's the, the, what the original one re- reference my yeah. bringing it up is supposed yeah. to be adding that extra the, layer of poo the, to the, the, the furry this is the filthiest episode i can never remember the furry plumper bar- what is <laughs> it right. the furry plumper bugger not furry <laughs> i'm never gonna remember that can you still get it these days Hey, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, there are also other Play-Doh ones that might be more appropriate oh, for yeah. that, where you could kind of, just, it was almost just like a press where you'd press mm-hmm. and like a star-shaped poop oh, would come out okay. or like a circle or different. Oh, yeah. Different I seem to remember those. Like that. Yeah. I have to imagine the Play-Doh companies still make some variation yeah. of that. But, yeah. A lot um, of money in that Play-Doh. <laughs> a lot of money in the fuzzy pump. So this is how you remember it. Fuzzy, because it's a barber shop. Okay. Pumper, because you're pumping. Well, wait, wait, wait. The, why not furry? I guess furry pumpers. Because when I think of barber, furry pumpers is a totally different thing. <laughs> that's a different podcast, right? Totally different podcast. That is that's only so, for the bonus content. We talk about the furry pumper barber shop. What you, so it's fuzzy because my hair is, or beard is fuzzy. Yeah, I guess okay. whatever they fuzzy plumper. Pumper. Why plumper? Pumper. Why pumper? Because you're pumping the shell down on top of the thing to make the hair okay. come out of the thing. To me, so far, it should really be called the furry. Pusher, furry pusher, because you're pushing Play-Doh it down. Toy, <laughs> fuzzy pumper barbershop. I guess that's more fun to say. Too. Yeah, fuzzy pumper barbershop. You can remember it. <laughs> fuzzy pumper barbershop. That's gonna be my new warm up exercise. Fuzzy <laughs> pumper barbershop. Fuzzy pumper barbershop. Shop. Fuzzy pumper barbershop. When Luca Razzi moved from Rhode Island to New York, that's what they had him say and write on the chalkboard, <laughs> practice English. Can you say it backwards? Shit, son of bitch. The whole thing. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna trick me with this going back to my own dimension. Fredo Corleone is the head of the family. Whoa, Whoa. that's creepy. I meant shop barber plumper for fuzzy. Uh, anyway. Yeah, shop barber fuzzy. No, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, in 2004, the country of Jordan became the first country to get rid of all of its telephone booths oh, wow. because by that point uh, everyone had started having cell phones interesting jordan and, yeah and and this surprised me as of 2015 mm-hmm. how many how many bar how many phone public phones i guess do you think there are well in, i know in the city of portland and in, in our old neighborhood <laughs> there was one a few blocks away Remember it, by Porcelli's, which isn't there anymore. Don't look for it. But remember across, right next to Porcelli's on that corner? There oh, was, was a, there a phone there booth? There was a phone booth, yeah. I, it might even still be there. But kiosk style, not booth. Kiosk style, yeah. correct, yeah. yeah. Uh, as of 2005, how many phone booths? 2015. 2015, which I'm going to say... three years ago after this recording. I'm going to say 75. 75? Yeah. Most, all of which were in New York and San Francisco. 150,000. Oh my gosh. Okay. This seems like a lot. Does seem like a lot. They're saying they're generally and functioning, working? I assume so, yeah. Wow. They're generally in areas with perhaps not surprisingly poor people and a lot mm. of immigrants. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, and a telephone in America, a phone booth needs to get 100 calls a month to be, to, to be in the black. Wow. It gets less than a hundred calls a month, which is less than less like three a day. 
Boy. Then it, I, then it's not worth the money. Does a local call still cost 25 cents? You got me. I ain't, I ain't no immigrant who's oh, taking a dump in a phone booth. Who's looked? Please deposit another dollar twenty-five. <laughs> what was the last? Do you remember that? the last time you used a public phone? Oh gosh, no, I don't. Do you remember having to? Look I remember at having the to put piece? in a lot of change. Though. Oh yeah, oh well, collect too was a thing. You yeah. call people. Collect. Well, there used to be long distance. Yeah, phone cards. You used to oh, put in a, put in a. Uh, uh, do you remember ever heard them look at the earpiece because of all those oh, yeah. urban legends? Like, oh, people would put either like peanut butter or a pin and like a needle sticking yeah. out of the earpiece or, or, or crap. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah it's like, why do you keep going back to that? You <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I always associate phone booths, phone boxes with defecation. Sort of, yeah, I do. Because cool. in New York, yeah. that's pretty much Living what they York, were. Yeah. So anytime I'm anywhere near them, I'm always thinking of feces. Yeah. I was always dreading, like, if I had to use a public uh, phone, like, oh, that's oh, rough. S- yeah. th- stepping into four inches of hu- <laughs> months of human feces. Anyway. And there were times where we used them all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was in college, you'd call, and you'd make a collect call or yeah. something. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all my information about phone booths. Hmm. Fascinating, huh? Well, back to the minute. I've got, uh, I had an interesting observation. When Michael is in the phone booth mm-hmm. and talking to Santino. He's taking a tum. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's not answering. Remember, <laughs> Santino says, good, you still there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> here. <laughs> he can't talk when he's doing it. Okay, get goes, that newspaper. I was too oh, pleased to throw that away. Oh, that's why the news, <laughs> newspaper salesman didn't want it back. <laughs> like, hey, you're going to, oh, never mind. Uh, keep it. It's on me. <laughs> uh, did you now know- you owe me a favor. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice Kay's face? No, what about it? It's fascinating. Mm. So, great shot. This is where Coppola shines. He, Shine. Michael is, is in the phone box talking to Sonny, mm-hmm. and you see her in the back staring through the glass of the mm-hmm. phone booth but you only see her eyes just because it's her mouth and nose are right. blocked by part right. of the structure of the phone box yeah so it's really cool you just see Kay's eyes oh, staring at michael that. as he's talking so i'm assuming she can't hear but she sees him and i think it's representative of her distance her separation from him as he is getting pulled into ah, the trappings of yeah. power and, and the family business and first it's glass between them Yes. Which you can kind of hear through and you can still mm-hmm. see through, but at the end of the movie, it is just solid wood. Door no, shut. Oh, that's a good observation. Yeah, I really like that. And, and her mouth is covered. She mm-hmm. has no voice mm. in him being drawn into the family business. Yeah. Really neat shot. Go back and check it out. Oh, that's cool. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, oh, yeah. And then it does cut right back to Sonny. Right after you see Michael and Kay, as I just described, and then you see Santino hanging up the phone, and Sandra is right behind him. And mm-hmm. Sandra, I mean, she's been in the business a while as a wife, so mm-hmm. she it's just interesting seeing the two couples right after each right. other. Yeah, the contrast. Yeah, the the wives right behind the guys. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so when he's talking to Sonny, mm-hmm. he says. Uh, he says, didn't Tom tell you? Like, he says, didn't Tom tell you I called? Yeah. But the way he says it, he's like, didn't Tom tell you I called? Which is weird. Like, didn't, I, I don't know, for some reason, that's a, like, it should be like, didn't Tom tell you I called? Oh. Or Tom should have told you I called. Like, oh, no, it just sounds oh, weird. I didn't notice But, that. you know, it's a tiny little yeah. um, You know, when you watch a movie a lot of times. And, of course, I was like, hmm, why didn't Tom tell him he called? Yeah. And, and the only thing I can think of is that at this point, Tom is being held by the Turk. Mm-hmm. So... So he might have told uh, 
Well, this is so weird. When did he call? When is he alleged to have called? Yeah, it's tricky in the book because th- they flash forward and back several times mm-hmm. between uh, Don Corleone getting shot, this scene we're talking about now, mm-hmm. um, uh, Tom Hagen getting kidnapped. All of that is all out of order in the book, so it's unclear to me when. Right. Michael definitely calls Tom ahead of time and says, hey, actually, he lies to him. He says he doesn't. T- Michael doesn't tell Tom he's in the city, even though he and K.R. They're mm-hmm. staying in Midtown somewhere. That's when they go to the show and all that. Right. Yeah. Uh, he tells him he's going to be in town. I think right. I was going to move on and talk about ask why they don't know if the Godfather is alive or not at this point. That is weird that they say that the newspaper doesn't know and that Sonny and like, why aren't they at the hospital yeah. with him? Yeah. Is anyone at the hospital with them? I don't know. I mean, in the book, there's, there's nothing about it. There's nothing about it at all. Sonny just says, uh, um, Michael says, how's the, how's the old man? Michael said, how bad is he hurt? Pretty bad. Sonny said, they shot him five <laughs> times, but let's, but he's tough. Sonny's voice was proud. The doc, the doctor said he'll pull through. Huh. Listen, kid, I'm busy. I can't talk. Where are you? In New York. Didn't Tom tell you I was coming down? Or I'm going to say that again. Didn't Tom tell you I was coming down? <laughs> Sonny's voice dropped a little. They've snatched Tom. Oh, you got to drop his voice a little <clears throat> bit. They, <clears throat> they've snatched Tom. That's why I was worried about you, kid. His wife is here. She don't know and neither do the cops. I don't want them to know. The bastards who pulled this must be crazy. I want you to get out of here right away and keep your mouth shut, okay? Okay, Mike said. Do you know who did it? Sure, Sonny said. And as soon as Luca Brazzi checks in, they're going to be dead meat. We still have all the horses. Oh, man, Sonny, Mm -hmm. he only knew. Yep. I guess in the days before cellular telephones, Mm -hmm. uh, it was probably a lot harder to keep people in the loop because figure okay don corleone goes into the hospital mm-hmm. and the cops are like oh this is don corleone the, the cop there's the hospital or the cops then call yeah like do they know who to call is like sonny corleone's number in the phone book or something yeah and that's a good good question <laughs> yeah so i don't know yeah. i don't know how although you'd think then sonny would immediately rush to the hospital yeah or uh, or something yeah what do they maybe do? he assumes tom's at the hospital well, what do they do nowadays well, I assume, like, let's just say you, I, was, I was I was gunned down by mm-hmm. by uh, by Barzini's men. Oh no, no! If I was gunned down by Tatalia's men, mm-hmm. then uh, I'm assuming they would. You, you they pick you up. They mm-hmm. look through your ID and all that. They find mm-hmm. your driver's license. They yeah. see your phone. They can't get into your phone because it's pass password protected. What well, what happens? I don't well a lot of times nowadays I don't this is getting into a whole thing about phones, but you can have a you can put a number on it to say like if you find if this this is the emergency number to call if you find this phone. What do you mean? In your phone or like when you open up your open up your your lock screen. Oh really? I never saw that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll okay. talk about it later. Bonus <laughs> content. Tech yeah. tip. Hot tech tip. Tech tip. Telephone tech tip. <laughs> um yeah, but I don't know. I guess then they would call me up and I'd be like, Okay, I'll be there or yeah, I'll send okay. somebody there or something. But yeah. uh, we'll figure that out. Yeah, they you know what they probably do. They probably call the phone booth, and then the mm. guy comes running, and it's like your father's been <laughs> shot. I'm like, okay, let me get in the car. Tell him I'll be right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. 
Speaking of flashbacks, in the original shooting script of this movie, mm-hmm. um, this was all done in a different order. We didn't find out that Don was shot until Michael did. Mm. Michael saw the things, and they don't say if he's alive or dead. And then there was a flashback showing what happened. Oh, wow. So that would have been an interesting. Yeah. Because uh, also they don't different. really have flashbacks in this movie. Yeah. So that would have been a structurally that would have been a very different thing to show. You know, I wonder if it's that way in the book. You definitely, you definitely, Puto definitely wrote the part about the about him getting yeah about him getting shot afterward. Hmm. It's well, a, in a book, it's, it's easier to do that yeah. stuff because yeah. you can kind of jump forward and yeah, backward, play a little bit more with easily. the timeline. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to a stat, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would have been an interesting uh, difference. Yeah, to see how uh, that would have been. The only thing else I have is that the crying baby in the scene adds to the chaos and the helplessness of the feeling that Sonny must have. Yeah, that's always a great way to increase tension in a scene is because mm-hmm. ev- no one, everyone is like biologically wired to not like the sound of a crying baby. Yeah. So that's a great, always a good uh, mm-hmm. like undercurrent mm-hmm. to put in a scene to make people all tense up. Definitely. Yeah, good, uh, good observation. Good sound design. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Alex, before we rate it? Um, no, that's all I got for this minute. Yeah, it ends with Sonny talking to, uh, consoling his wife. Mm-hmm. So um, what are you going to rate this one, Alex? Well, like last week, it's kind of setting up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, except this time we don't even have a papa. I know. So um, I'm going to go ahead and give it two. I was going to give it two. Is one where it, it like the acting is poor? I don't know. Yeah, I guess if there's something that's actually egregiously bad. Okay. As opposed to like, meh. Maybe the, the interaction between Santino and Mike on the f- on the phone is kind of fun, but not really much happens. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's conveying information and so on. So, uh, due. Due. That's two. Fortunato due. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have we picked our topic for the uh No, we content? have not. Do we have anything on the... Uh, on Boy, the well, we can give the tech tip. <laughs> which everyone wants to hear <laughs> well we'll do our our recurring D D stats we haven't talked about k maybe we could talk do her D D statistics that's true well let's we'll, see the ongoing bits we have headlines mm-hmm. D statistics uh what dolls say when what you pull their strings say <laughs> uh, the musical we haven't done in a while yeah that's true when it features in a musical yeah and who knows maybe we'll dip into the godfather companion again for mm-hmm. some uh for some fun topics so it'll be a potpourri this week yeah okay um, I know that sounds very tantalizing. So uh, go to godfatherminute.com slash support if you want to uh, hear us talk some more about Godfather type stuff. And, um, and please give us a give us a review on the yeah. place where you download this. I won't even say the the names of the companies because I think by the time you download it, they'll all be purchased by a larger corporation. That's true. All right, which so will have say, been purchased by even a larger no. corporation. So we'll just cut to the chase. Go to Disney.com and uh-huh. rate and review the, the, the show. And I, I think you're going to say go to Paramount. Well, they're going to be owned by Disney by the time. Oh, this, you think by so? the time Is Disney the, really the number one? The huge they're, mega yeah, corporation? They're pretty, I mean, I think there's like six corporations that control basically everything. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all right. And also, don't forget, on Facebook, go to the Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub. Mm-hmm. Get new members every day. Everyone gets treated with respect over there. Everyone. And there's Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub where there's something in it for, for you. you. So until then... Man. Leave the gun and take the cannoli.